Welcome to the official podcast of ToyPhotographers.com, where we talk to photographers from around the globe about turning action figures, Lego, miniatures, and more into fantastic works of art. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Toy Photographers Podcast. My name is Sabrina Perry, and I'm here with Shelly Corbett. And today, Shelly and I are going to be discussing our last challenge, TP underscore Nostalgia. We asked everyone to share toy photos that inspired nostalgia in their lives and the lives of all of us. So welcome back to the podcast. Here we go. New year. It's good to be here. New year. It is great. It is great to be here. But, 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 uh, Sabrina, before we get into the challenge, cause it was a good challenge and lots of food for thought. I'm just kind of curious uh, lots of excellent posts on the blog. Was there anything that stood out for you as recent blog posts that you enjoyed that you think people should go check out? Yeah. Um, Dave did one on astro, astro, um, astrophotography and like taking a picture of a rocket with his like Iron Man. And that was, that was really cool because that was, I've always wanted to take astrophotography but have not attempted to do it and so it was really cool to read that article also liked um i also had a good time reading all of the retrospectives and like the happy happy new year posts that everyone had like i i found those entertaining good wrap up to the end of the year Oh, good. I, I enjoyed those too. I certainly enjoyed yours and I hope people will go check out your post of your retrospective from the year because that was very entertaining and, and written in a style that's not typical for the blog, but I thought was really intimate and it was a real peek into your your growth this year. So I really enjoyed that. I learned so much from Dave's post on lens compression. Now I understand why I have an 80 millimeter lens. So I've been pulling that out more. So that was good. And Matthew's post on controlling blur, I thought was excellent. And also Shelly and Tomek's reviews of the latest CMFs were both fun and entertaining. So lots of good posts on the blog for people to check out if they haven't been there in a while. So it's good. I love it. I love, I love reading. And listening. I, I do too, because, uh, you know, everyone has their own different perspectives and it's just cool to read all the different, you know, all the different photographers and all the different tips and tricks they have. Yeah. And you see a lot more photography there than you do um, just scrolling through social media and a chance to really just pause and look at the photos and present it in a nice, beautiful way. Yeah. All right. So on to the challenge. Drum roll. So when we first proposed this theme back in November, I really thought that nostalgia would be a no brainer. I mean, just in time for the holidays, everyone was going to be revealing in their, their holiday festive photos. Everyone's thinking about traditions and, and it's like a lot of just sort of reflect It's a very reflective time of the year. Unfortunately, I did not factor in this whole pandemic thing that we're still stuck in. And that for me, focusing on nostalgia, it really brought up a lot of loss. And um, and so it was much harder for me to, to actually get to the photos and think about the photos that I wanted wanted to share and create. So how, how was this for you, Sabrina? Um, I think, well, that brings up to like two things, I guess, with the like, feeling of it was like we thought I thought it was I also thought it was going to be a lot easier I think to come up with nostalgic ideas because you know this is toy photography so a lot of toys already invoke some sort of nostalgia people would buy certain toys because like those are the toys maybe they wanted in their childhood or you know they're taking pictures of their favorite themes or subjects, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or like Harry Potter or Hanna-Barbera, like Looney Tunes, like all of those things, like inherently for people, because they are toys that things that you played with as a child would maybe invoke a little bit of nostalgia. So like on that sense, it, it should be easier. But I think the actual word nostalgia, you know, comes from two Greek words meaning uh, 
nostos meaning homecoming and then algos meaning pain or ache and so nostalgia is also about like it's like remembering something or you like something from your past that you've lost or and so that can either be like a really happy experience or very bittersweet and i think a lot of times when people are thinking about nostalgia they're probably thinking of them more like remembering things that are happier or like or like a coming back to something in their past that makes them happy as opposed to like the nostalgic side of like feeling loss like something that you've lost from your past and maybe because of the pandemic you you fell on the side of like remembering more loss yeah if that makes sense well absolutely and also the webster's i mean and i know you're the philosopher on the team (laughs) but to, to to uh webster's dictionary defined it as pleasure and sadness that is caused by remembering something from the past and wishing that you could experience it again. Right. But uh, sometimes I think that we remember things, maybe not so much how they were, but how we wanted them to be. And sometimes what we are remembering never happened in the first place. And so there's, there's a, there's a lot of levels to nostalgia in terms of how, how accurate and the emotions that you want to portray, I don't know. We could go really deep and I probably should stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will say, I will say that I had watched several YouTube videos and like read several articles on like the meaning of mis- nostalgia and like what it has in like terms of like philosophy. And basically, if, if you want to h- hear what basically it's like part of like how you see your identity across time which is just go back to the ship of theseus thing and like any one of the last few podcasts or or basically like how you see yourself as identity across time like can you step in the same river twice like if you want to hear a little more rant on that then you can listen to our other episode um which was on uh, the last one we did uh first which I can okay. Oh my gosh! But anyway, um, basically, it's like what you think about in your past and how you remember yourself then versus now, and so you can feel nostalgic about things like two years ago or things from five years ago or ten from your childhood. But when you're in that moment in that time, like like maybe you can in your twenties feel nostalgic about something from when you were 10, but then when you're 27, you can feel nostalgic about things from when you were 20. And it's all about how like, how you see in your moment now what you saw in your past. So the like, that's maybe how people went about it with their toy photography. Yeah, I think they, they did look at it from multiple different angles, not only from the a personal, memory or experience but also what they identified with in terms of a particular toy line or yeah. a style of toy i saw i saw both of that play out in the images that were that were uh, presented and the podcast episode that you were trying to get to was the one on self-portraiture which is the That's one that right. sent you into a existential crisis how could you forget that because I'm not nostalgic about going into an existential crisis. I mean, basically, basically that time period of my life when I was getting my degree in philosophy is like nostalgic in a way that is like, that's kind of when I got like a lot of my first photos that I took are um, like going back into the the past and basically in the recreations one when I was recreating our um my pictures that I took at the beginning of the like the year or like when I first started toy photography is also like nostalgic because like those are from time periods when I was like thinking um like when I first started out so like those just like there's a few people who did that to showed their pictures from like the beginning like their first photo I think it was Daniel he showed his very first toy photo and then took another photo of a photo that was very like inception more recently. 
and that was like his first photo and that he was reminiscing about his beginnings yeah that that was fun his his first photo to see to see that come up that was great and have it be a toy photographer a toy being a photographer of toys that's what you're referring to yes yes that was great yeah and that's like one way to be nostalgic about a subject is showing you nostalgia like basically that was like a photo of him thinking about the first time he took a photo right but there are but then there's like the nostalgia photos that are like I'm gonna take pictures of my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or these Looney Tunes because or Harry Potter because these are toys that represent something that I liked in my youth yeah as a direct connection to your childhood which I think is a huge power that toys have. But um, Sabrina, I noticed that when you're approaching these challenges, the images that you create are always around family. Yeah. I, I mean, when I was going about this challenge, I obviously did the what's the definition of nostalgia. Basically, this is how I go about all of the challenges, right, is I'm – I think what does the what does the topic mean to me? Like, what kind of things can I think about that? Um, what does nostalgia mean to me? So for me, nostalgia is like thinking about my past, those happier times. Could could be sad times too, but you but or like, and then I would think about oh, what toys do I have that already make me feel nostalgic inherently? Uh, like my Harry Potter figures or Playmobil, because those are the toys that I always wanted for Christmas or I would always get like a new Harry Potter book or like I would always ask Santa for Playmobil because I would never get Lego but I have Lego now so that is like this is something oh maybe I wanted so I have those nostalgic feelings of like this is what I wanted to accomplish when I can or you know I always wanted to be an astronaut so like Matt's one photo about space photography was really nostalgic to me. And so when I thought about nostalgia, I was like, oh, these are these are things that make me feel nostalgic. And then my like second criteria is like, what stories make me feel nostalgic inherently where every time I tell those stories, they bring me back, back to the past. So there was like a few of them that I had thought about. Like a lot of them involve my cousins because I spent a lot of time with them. And so I was like, and these are also things where it's like, if it's a continuous part of my life where people always bring it up as like a funny memory to them, uh, that always makes me feel nostalgic. So those were the photos that I chose to take was things that make me feel nostalgic inherently. And then when I took the photo, if it, if I can remember or see that moment in the photo that I took, then it passed my nostalgia check. And if my cousins saw it and they could remember the memory too, then that was, that was like the bonus. And then that's how I knew it was nostalgic. And it didn't have to be um, like for this particular challenge, I wasn't trying to make it nostalgic for everyone. But if it was like, I looked at that and that invoked a memory from my past, then I, I thought that that was a good indicator. So you had a very specific audience for your images and the audience was you first and then your cousins or the people who also had similar memories, you wanted to specifically touch them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess that's how I was going about it because I was really hard for me to, um, nostalgia is like such a hard topic for me i just like was like oh what does nostalgia mean so i just went down the like if i can invoke nostalgia in myself then i did it right but that doesn't mean like any other way was wrong (laughs) oh oh no there's these are okay so there is no right or wrong for any of these challenges let's just be very clear about that but what we're talking about with these challenges is how do you approach toy photography in a way where you can connect with your audience and use these different tools that we're offering you 
and how to approach incorporating toys into your photography as a way to connect with the audience. But when you start layering things like nostalgia or self-portrait or um, any of the other themes that we've, we've talked about, you're, you're adding layers. And people are talking about how do you get layers in your photos? How do you, how do you bring a deeper meaning to the photos? And basically, this is how you do it. So when I approach nostalgia as looking for things that are incredibly personal to me, yeah. but have a universal um, appeal. And I didn't do very many because one thing, I'll never do another challenge in the month of December. That was an idiot move on my part because that's my busiest month of the year for my business. And trying to squeeze in an extra photo was like not happening. So the few that I did were were... And the one that comes to mind was that I really had in mind was the the snow angel because I just remember as a kid, we didn't get that much snow here in Seattle. It's not a big snowy part of the world, and when it did, it was a special event, and you always see these images of snow angels and how much fun they would be, and it would be cool to lay on the ground and like make this beautiful angel. And we like we had like the shittiest snow ever for that because it's wet and it's <laughs> sloshy and it's not very thick. And when you lie in it, basically you come up a sopping mess. Versus I learned from Matthew this week that you that other parts of the world have this super cold crisp hard snow and snow angels make sense there so my experience was miserable other people said that theirs was not i think that's can appreciate that but it's just like it's just revisiting that and how can i bring the joy and anticipation of that act but also talk about how incredibly miserable it was so that was mis- that's nostalgia for me <laughs> how's that for a ramble i like it i mean yana also took a snow angel photo she also took a snow angel photo. I know, and, I know that was great. And as and um, I feel like someone else took a snow angel photo. No, no, never mind. But yeah, Yana also took a snow angel photo, and I actually have really fond memories of making snow angels. And I, I come from a place that has that hard, like New England's. I, you know, I'm from Michigan. It. The weather is weird here, but it has that kind of snow. So you can make definitely make snow angels here. And so, yeah, I think that like those kind of photos, too, it's like it's the subject matter. So like you can you we can all have like nostalgic feelings about like similar things, whether it's movies like Star Wars or um, I know I keep saying Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but it's because like a few people took those. Yeah, like there's you know, there's. Star Wars, there's Harry Potter, a lot of people like Back to the Future. It's like those kind of things bring you back to the moment, but it can bring you back to a moment and everyone can have a nostalgic feeling about those things or um, being with your family or, you know, playing hide and seek or um, for me, it was like paper football. I had like fond memories like playing paper football and like um, playing hide and seek with my cousins and like you know, pretending to be like knights or Jedis with like sticks and your brooms and like running around the house. So like those, that's why I chose those photos. Cause I thought those were like, you generally could have those moments with people in your own life, you know, your neighborhood friends, like your siblings, um, running around in your grandma's house, running around in your neighbor's house. Like those, those things is like, I took those like the specific photo is like a memory that I had that I shared with my cousins, but I'm sure other people have those memories too. And that's what made it layers to what you're talking about. So if you put thought into like what it means to you, and then you really thought about like what you're putting in your photo, like people would have their own ideas about it and read into it and like fill that gap for themselves. Yeah, they can bring themselves to the image. And mm-hmm. and um, Susan Sondheim talks about the photo, photographic triangle, which is uh, the photographer, the photo, and the audience. And it's the photographer brings one meaning, meaning to the photo, but the audience brings another medium to the photo, that their own meaning to that. And it's that triangle and leaving some kind of opening for your audience to bring themselves to the photo. That's, that's where it gets interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And when you read 
the captions underneath the photos that people took, you can see what they're nostalgic about and then also be nostalgic about things that they've put in the photograph too. Yeah. And the reminder of things that maybe you have forgotten, like Kat Cruz, her image of Hagrid inviting us into Diagon Alley and talking about how much she enjoyed those movies around the holidays and when they all came out and it was this big event and we all went and I remember, Oh heck man, I remember those. We'd always go to those on Christmas day or the day after. And I dragged my kids off and we'd all watch them. And, and it was just part of the, the Christmas joy. Oh, new Harry Potter this year. And, right. and I just a reminder of, of that joy around this time of year. And there were lots of examples of that in people's captions. And I guess for me, reading everyone's captions was, I know that photos are supposed to speak for themselves and you're supposed to like, you, you can't, um, it has to stand on its own two feet and people had to be able to bring themselves to it. But reading the captions was joyful. And I really felt like this getting a little peek into people's lives. There, some of them were shockingly and surprisingly intimate, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. You can see where they're coming from or how they became the photographer, maybe like the person they were just from those like little snippets of like, oh, you watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too, or you watched Harry Potter with your family also, or, you know, you sat around and watched like Wile E. Coyote and the Roadrunner. Cool. Me too. Right. Like it's a shared experience, but like the also an unshared experience because you have your own experiences that it, it comes by like you probably have different lines that you've attached you or like a more favorite scene but we wa- you watch the same movies yeah you find your commonality you mm-hmm. uh, that how toys bring us together and how we have similar experiences around them and how they connect us but when uh, i really enjoyed Tomek's images, several of them, because he was revealing he grew up in Poland in a very different time when the U.S. and its culture was held up as this paradigm of, I I don't know, some sort of nirvana um, existence and how even such things as our pop cans took on an outside influence in their lives, which was really in a reminder that while we are connected and we have so much that is similar, we are still product of how we grew up and the cultures that we grew up in. Right. And I, I love those reminders. And yeah. and also he had that great photo of the 1950s diner with the, with the little car in front of it. I think it was a gift with purchase or something with that, the little blue with the, the wings in the back and, and that whole set, I always had like a push-pull, love-hate relationship with that set because it, remind, it was like, it was an idealized place that never existed. And I think so much of U.S. culture is that. It's this idea of what we are, never sure. something that actually ever existed. And he, pulled, he, he called us on it. And I was like, yes, I love this. <laughs> well he's a like nostalgia is like also that like the he wrote i think he wrote on that like that that was about route 66 but also yeah. um like the nostalgia is like that idea right like it's like your idealized reminder of like your past right because like some of the moments can be sad but you can remember them differently because now you have a different outlook on on life Right. Or like yeah. you put different meaning on certain moments in your life that like at the time probably don't mean anything to you. And then like later they'll mean something wholly different. And so like even if you're nostalgic about like something in your past that like will never be perfect. Right. It's the idea that you thought that that was perfect. Yeah. And I think the quote he used was that we're often nostalgic for something that was never real in the first place. And I think that's right. what you're getting to yeah. is that, that we, our memories are faulty. What we remember is not always what really happened, but it's the idea of that. That's what we hang on to. Yeah. And that's, it's okay. That's okay too. Well, up to a certain point. <laughs> <laughs> We had some political things that are a little funky on that. So what were your um, other, what what were some other images that stood out for you? I really 
really liked um Daria had one photo that was Thor reminiscing about Jane Foster. Um and th- that was like a take on reminiscing and nostalgia that is like bittersweet. It's like a reminder of like cuz he's he's Thor's looking at a photo of someone he no longer is like together in a relationship with and it was like uh she really captured like the part of nostalgia where you're thinking back on something in the past that kind of makes you sad. So that's the image where the bro Thor Lego is sitting yeah. on the couch in that little bro Thor, whatever set that is. Um, yeah. And he's sitting there and you don't see his face. All you see is the focus is on the photo that's in his hand, which is the little two by two tile with the, with, I didn't, I didn't know who he was looking at, yeah. but I, I don't know if it really rem- mattered who he was. It was, he was definitely, Felt I really felt that he was looking back on the past of something that a happier moment, something that was. Yeah, something that was, but you know he's looking at it like as it is a loss. Like I, she, she captured that feeling of like looking at like someone's photograph and just being sad. Yeah, and also, but like sad at the memory, but also like probably you're thinking about all the happy memories, but you're still sad about it. And I thought that that was like one of the that was like the a photograph where I was like, oh, you really captured like that that like the nostalgia where the the meaning of nostalgia was like from back in the day when it was like a disease, like an illness. Because nostalgia used to be an illness that you had if you were from like from another country and then you came to another place and then you were just missing your home and it was like that sense of depre- like depression or something. I didn't read too much into it, but like that is where it came from. It was like a diagnosis. Everything's a disease. We're not allowed to actually <laughs> feel our feelings and our emotions. Jeez, what is wrong with us? But no, she really did hit all the notes of the Webster Dictionary, the pleasure and sadness that's caused by remembering something from the past. And I really felt yeah. that in that image. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like all I like there's a lot of other images too. I like I spe- I like Ken Lowe's image on with DuckTales cuz like I just really liked DuckTales as a child. So like for me that just photo is nostalgic. <laughs> I, I will confess that Scrooge was one of my favorite comics as a kid, but that predated DuckTales. That was just Scrooge. But um, yeah, <laughs> that mean, was great. It was, it, you know, it's, I love the fact that toys can transport you so instantaneously back to your childhood when you least expect it. And that image did that for me. Yeah. Yeah, that was that one did the opposite. Did not make me sad at all. It did me like, it gave me the nostalgia of happiness. <laughs> well, another photo that just made me super happy was Todd Rosenberg. His uh, he had that. I just love that Nick um, figure that he has. I, I know it's popular. A lot of people have it from Zootopia, and it's okay. just and it's just the really it's a little fox character, and he's centered in the photo, and it's it's clearly like a Christmas morning scene. Little tree in the background. There's a brightly colored uh, um, present in front of him, and his. And he's like gripping a little bit of the bow, like he's about to unwrap it, but his eyes are just like super big and it's the center focus. And they're just, it's, it's what you just instantly are drawn to. And it's that, that sort of nostalgia for those big wow moments of childhood when the magic of Christmas is still alive in your heart and your mind. And yeah. it's like Christmas morning is just, it's just this um, possibility it's a it's a photo full of possibility and i love that about it yeah i also like tobias he he also did a photo called the family car and it's a photo of a van like with like miniatures but it was the story behind it about how like you this is his the family is a photo of a family car and it just like made me feel nostalgic about the van that like my dad drove for a long time that we would just 
go on all these family trips with. And so just taking a photo of a family car for me was like, yeah, that was nostalgic. Yeah, that was definitely one of those posts I had alluded to earlier that where the photo is beautiful. Tobias is a traditionally amazing photos. And, but he, uh, it was a caption underneath talking about his dad trying to pack the car, basically Mm -hmm. doing a Tetris game with getting everything in it because not a particularly big car and how he would literally stand by the edge of the bumper of the car and just admire that 1960s details or the 70s. I mean, it was like just the image of a young Tobias looking at that that car admiring the design details it was just it's just so funny and lo- i just warmed my heart yeah yeah also um i saw one on it, it's berlin brick squad and it was it's basically it's a knight on a horse it's a lego it's a lego like those the lego knights like and i just that's nostalgic just because of the figure to to me anyway. Like, I don't know what they were thinking about, but for me, like those old, like Lego Knights just remind me of like being a kid and reading like King Arthur or like the Knights of the Round Table or like quest stories and being like on a quest and then reminding me of like pretending to be on quests where I would be on my own adventures with my cousins and run around in the yard and be like, there's a monster there. Like that's what that reminded me of. I don't know if that's what they were thinking, but. Well, the hero's journey is certainly a classic and super relatable and very relatable. I think every story is basically a hero's journey. And, And then when you combine that with the two most beloved themes in the Lego pantheon, the either classic space or the castle theme and, and, you get instant nostalgia built right in. You're going to connect right. with your audience just simply by throwing that particular theme into your photo. So well done. So thinking back on this challenge, Sabrina, I'm really thinking that the images that people create, uh, depending upon if they're using a particular toy or a story that they're telling or referencing a particular moment in time, in terms of like the weather it's that most of the photos that we see and that pop up in social media, most of them probably are nostalgic. We just don't have the insight to know in what way are they thinking um, about the, the toy in a particular manner. Like Todd had this great story, had this little very simple photo of a Winnie the Pooh walking along a path, a very green his Pooh is clearly in his element back in the hundred acre wood but what was beautiful about it was he revealed in the caption that his love for Winnie the Pooh goes back to a, a time in his life when he was four and his grandfather gave him this toy. And he's always had this connection to Winnie the Pooh because it's a connection to his grandfather. And toys to me have that connection always built into them. And I, and I can only suspect that when people are sharing their their images, and and I can talk about myself specifically, when I'm sharing my images, almost all of them have some level of nostalgia to them, either manufactured or real, doesn't really matter. And, but we don't, I don't necessarily tell the audience that, but I'm hoping that maybe they will connect with my images on a nostalgic level. And I'm wondering if other people are not doing the same thing with their toys. Thoughts? What do you mean are not doing the same thing? Well, are the other people are when they're presenting their images in terms of the toys, choice, like as a teenage mitten TMT figures, or if it's a Winnie the Pooh, or if it's a Lego castle, that their choice of a toy is nostalgic to them. It's a connection to their childhood and they are using that as a way to connect to their audience. Maybe they're not going to label it specifically nostalgic because we can, yeah. cause we can get at this topic in so many different ways, either by subject or in terms of triggering a memory. But isn't that one of those ways that we're using to connect to the audience? I can't be the only one who's doing it. Oh, That's yeah. my thought. Yeah. I, I would 
agree with you. I mean, at least for myself, anyway. Certainly the Lego that I buy, a lot of the times are the ones that I connected to, maybe, like, more as a, a child, or remind me of things in the past, so, like, usually those are, like, basically the photos I'm taking, or the t- toys that I'm buying. So I, I would hazard a guess to say that like that's what other photographers are doing and maybe you're also maybe we're not all like you said outwardly being like this is specifically this moment in time and i'm recreating this photo or like having this guy stand here because i've seen this in a movie that i've really liked and then like that's making me feel nostalgic or if it's literally like copying a scene you've seen but maybe that is because watching that makes you nostalgic or reminds you of a time in your past. So like these are what's going through in the back of your mind, maybe not on purpose, but it's going through that filter that you as an individual photographer have. And like, therefore it could be nostalgic to you and you just aren't really thinking that it is when you take it. It's going, when, when you said going through your, your filter, that to me was like an aha moment because it's that's when you get truly creative and original images is if you can combine other people's connection to a toy with your connection to a toy and run it through your own filter of creativity, whatever that means to you, you're going to come out with creative, unique, individualistic images that are relatable. Yeah, and I think a lot of times when I'm thinking about like uh, the maybe the setup or the photo idea or some concept that it probably a lot of the ideas are things that come from the past, nostalgia or um, something I've seen or thought of, and so maybe I'm not thinking of it as nostalgia, but more of like where my thoughts come from. Don't go too far down that rabbit hole. I'm trying to stop. That's why I <laughs> no, stopped no, the sentence. Like, no, not, not specifically this moment. I'm just like thinking <laughs> that Sabrina and her philosophy, and if we don't reel her back in, we're going to lose her because she's going to like end up somewhere that's like, no, we've lost her completely. She's overthinking it. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll just say that I do have those toys in my um in my toy box set remind me just like Todd of like, or I can, I can say that this means something to me because this person gave it to me or like, I have a memory of something like Daria. Was it Daria? Wait, let me. Yeah. So Daria took a photo of like, um, I don't know if these are like, are those uh, moon chichis or whatever toy that is. I was not familiar with the toy, but we'll just describe it. It's two little roundy plastic characters uh, and Moochichi dolls. That's what that's what you called them, right? Well, okay. So here's the deal with the story. I wrote a comment about it because it had reminded me of like, first of all, the seat itself is like, um, may, uh, like a younger person dancing with like, uh, like either their grandpa or their father or maybe their uncle I don't know like but they are dancing together and it basically reminded me of the scene from the parent trap where the one character who she, when she's pretending to be British hug because she's pretending to be her sister hugs her grandpa and is like I'm making a memory and he's like what are you doing and she's hugging him and she's like I'm making a memory because um, years later I'm going to remember um, that my grandpa spells like peppermint and pipe tobacco, but, and I thought, oh yeah, like what a beautiful like way to just like describe like two people together who are actually making a memory, right? A little, they're dancing, dancing with someone is like, you can be making a memory and then years later you would look back on it and be like, remember when we danced to this song? But then the other part about it is those two figures, I'm not sure if they are Moon Chi-Chi's or not, because the only, basically my only basis for thinking that these are Moon Chi-Chi toys is because my aunt had this little doll that she gave me from her childhood that was like a Moon Chi-Chi doll. And she would sing 
this song that I don't know if has anything to do with the show or not, but it is like Moochie Moochie Chi. And like she would wave it in my face. Like <laughs> I was really small when she did this. So she'd wave it in my face and I was just always like attracted to the toy that she gave it to me. And then I gave it back when my cousin was born. I gave it back to her. And, um, but that is like my only physical like thing where I'm like, I don't have any clue what it is, but for my aunt, it was nostalgic. She gave it to me and it became something that I, as a toy, like thought it was nostalgic. So I remember her. I remember those time periods. And I saw that photo and I was like, oh, these are like, this is like three nostalgic things for me all at once, even though I have no idea whether or not any of it is correct. And so I think that whenever you're looking at photographs from other people, you are thinking about all these things that you've had in your head and you're looking at them and you're putting your ideas into a photograph, whether or not it's what the other person had any intention for. But all of those, if you are putting an idea, like she had had this idea to take like a picture of a young person dancing with an older person, like that story can invoke a lot of thoughts that you would have in your own life. And I think that's how you connect to your audience. And like all those little choices have those meanings. So many things come up on that. One <laughs> is that the the connection to this doll goes multi-generations. Right. And then how you read this, the dance, the idea of dance is nostalgic just because we often have those memories around dancing and then especially around weddings there's a lot of dancing the first dance there's the letting the go there's the the dancing as a as a part of courtship in Mm -hmm. a lot of cultures i mean there's just a lot of connection to dance and movement and emotion and love and so you've got that you've got the whole like the theme that's nostalgic here you've got the memory you have the toy choice you just have a lot going on. The only thing she didn't do to really just really up the ante is take it to black and white, which I noticed that um, Janie um, on Instagram, uh, Ina G images, um, she did a very, uh, also went with the dance motif for her um, nostalgic entry, but she took it into the black and white territory, which really just upped that whole memory Love layer that you can you can add to an image because right. every time you think of black and white you instantly gotta go back to memory but she throw it in with this this theme so uh layers it's all about the layers it is about the layers <laughs> well yeah i guess yeah toy choice can give you a layer uh whether you make it sepia or black and white or you know try and like add some sort of make it up look like a polaroid or whatever that can add some sort of layer to oh you know the background you know like all those things can add layers so when you're trying to tell a story all those little choices that you've made can bring your audience with another like little tool to be like think about it this way maybe it's just a richer experience for the viewer especially if they take the time just to sit with an image and think about their how they're connecting to it and how what the what the artist artist had intended with their image, yeah, and, and take the time with that. I think that's where you where you get a richness of experience. And gosh, I think back on Christina and James's all their challenges. On I feel like I fall down on the job so badly here because they're always talking about when you go back and listen to them, which if you haven't, I highly recommend them. They're great. Uh, The technical aspects and composition and what the, what's the story that's being told and very technical and how they talk about an image. And I'm just like, I just gloss right over that and go like, what's the meaning? (laughs) What's the meaning? (laughs) What's, what's underlying? What's going on? What, and uh, and what's the emotional content? I feel like that they're, you still, as a toy photographer, need to understand things like composition and leading lines and focus and are you details? How much space is there? Is there more space around the figure? Is where, wh- how are you giving an entry point for your viewer into your image? What are the clues that you're leaving? 
for them? Are you eliminating the distracting elements? All this kind of stuff, foreground interest, background interest, you know, all that kind of stuff. You still need to know that stuff. So I hope people will continue to work on those basic aspects, but this is just hopefully these conversations are helping people think a little deeper about what they're doing and why they're doing it. Yeah. If you, if you want to get technical about like a specific photo, like I can talk like mine, one of them, the one that I took of um, my, me and my two cousins, like in a boat with a Coca-Cola can for like this challenge, this nostalgia one, I thought about like, should I show a background? Should I not show a background? Should they actually be in a boat? Should I put them on like fake couch cushions? Because for me, the actual memory is like, we're on fake couch cushions pretending to be on a boat and we had drank coke for the first time like pop and stayed up all night on new year's and so i thought about like do i want how would i show it's like new year's do do i even need to show that for like this story to be like nostalgic or like have those sort of things should it be a close-up do i want to use a macro lens should i show more elements of the background like those are all thoughts that i had when i took that photo and then the photo ultimately the photo that came out is like what i thought maybe would be like what i wanted to show and that's what being an artist is is thinking about it and what's the story that you want to tell and all the decisions you make to get to that image yeah should i wear a red baseball cap should the baseball cap be forward? Of course not, because I always wear my hat backwards. So, like, it was like those kind of things. And I know those are small thoughts, but those are the thoughts that I had in my head. So, like, maybe that those are just basically what I thought about. Should, should I have the hat pointed a little bit so you can tell that it's a backwards hat versus, like, a beanie? Like, those are, like, weird technical things, but those are the thoughts that I had going through my head. And that's just like a small example of like the things that um, can help you or enhance your story or whatever you're going for. Think about those things. Yeah. Attention to detail because it really does show in the image. Yeah. But definitely also listen to James and Christian because they're really good at that kind of, and I am not. (laughs) This is why they never invited us on their podcast. Oh, okay, Sabrina, that's been a fascinating discussion on the power of toys as a storytelling medium. I I hope people didn't get too dissuaded by our rambling. Uh, I I appreciate the community sharing so many wonderful images and their personal stories behind them. It was a pleasure to see them all. I enjoyed them and really uh, brought a lot of joy to my life. So I hope everybody enjoyed this challenge as much as we did and We really enjoyed looking at your images. So thank you for submitting them. Yes, thank you. I really enjoyed the trip down my memory lane, but also yours. Like really, really, the really, it's a cool snapshot. They're they're cool snapshots and I enjoyed all the stories behind it. So yeah, yeah, thank you for participating because because you shared your stories, other people can learn from you, see where you're from, and just be able to enjoy that feeling. And yeah. I enjoy, it was wonderful to end the year that way. It was good. I feel a little more connected to everybody because of it. Same. So we say goodbye to nostalgia. And what's up for our next challenge? Okay, this month's challenge is hashtag TP underscore share hugga. That's basically a Danish word for living by creating a feeling of comfort. So hygge is a feeling of comfort, coziness, feeling like warm hugs. It's about surrounding yourself in comfort with good things and good people. And at the end of the day, that's what we all want. And so we want to start the new year off with that feeling of giving each other a warm hug and showing us how you live the hug away. Just. Yeah. So it's TP underscore share S H A R E H Y G G E. So give us and some it, warm hugs. Yeah. And it, it might seem like a little, a, a little obtuse in terms of the, the theme, but, but basically hugga is about pausing, taking a moment to 
experience and enjoy what you have right now. And it could be a cup of hot coffee. It could be a warm blanket. It could be the feeling of the sun on your face. It could be the beauty of a cut flower. It doesn't really matter. It's what brings you joy and comfort. It's the little things in life that make it bearable. And right now as we're, uh, life is, oh, it's just a little kind of unnerving that we just thought, uh, an easy, just sharing what brings you joy. Yeah. Great. And now I want some joy and I want to share joy with you. So let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> if you if you need like a song description of what Hooga is, you can listen to uh, the second, like Frozen, the first song at the beginning of the second act of the Frozen musical. It's called Hooga. <laughs> <laughs> and make sure you include at least one candle, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's it. We I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Thank you for bringing me back, Shelly. It's been real. Thanks for having this great conversation. It's been a lot of fun. And I look forward to seeing your hooga images. And I promise I, I have some in the works. I will not fall down on the job this time. <laughs> Thanks, uh, everyone, for joining us on the Toy Photographers Podcast. You can check out the blog if you want to learn more about toy photography you can also find us on instagram MeWe, facebook and twitter and if you have any questions uh feel free to reach out thanks have a good one bye thank you so much for listening if you want more episodes or articles about toy photography visit us at toyphotographers.com the best way to connect with us on social media is on MeWe. Search for toyphotographers.com or find the link in the show notes. If MeWe's not your thing, visit us at Facebook, Toy Photographers, or on Twitter, at Toy Photo Blog, or on Instagram, at underscore Toy Photographers underscore. Thanks again for listening. 